We, like Mary, rest confounded that a stable should display heaven's word. The world's creator cradled there on Christmas Day. You may be seated. What well, is a joy to, to be here. This feels very familiar to me. I look over and there immediately is Jerry Katsanis, as you know, God intends, right there at the, the front in the same place that I left her there. But that's the way it's supposed to be at Christmas, right? The, the Christmas time is the, the one time maybe set apart in our world right now where we honor the repetitious and the, the known and the familiar. In fact, we wouldn't have it any other way. And this stands out because we live in a world that, that only wants what's new. You know, you have to have the latest technology. You can't just be fashion now, you have to be fashion forward. You know, you're always kind of pushing ahead and moving to the next thing and never really taking the time, it seems, to reflect on what has purpose and meaning or historical value or all the rest, but all of a sudden, at Christmas time, that ends. You likely have decorations at your house that you've had forever. We do. I mean, we have things on our tree that were put on uh, the tree of my childhood that I made as a child. You know, out of like clothespins, not the new ones, you know, that you can open. Or those old ones that were designed by like Abraham Lincoln's cousin or something that won't even open. And we, you know, you make, uh, you know, donkeys and stuff like that out of them. And there they are on the tree as God intended. And so they remain after 40 whatever years ago. I made that. If you came on Christmas Eve and, and, and Nick and Susan said, hey, hey, I've got a big surprise for you. We're not going to sing any Christmas carols whatsoever this year. Instead, we have had Sammy put together uh, brand new music that you've never heard. And it's all brand new, and that's what we're going to do uh, for Christmas Eve. Y'all would have rioted. Y'all would have taken those little candles that they gave you, and, and maybe if there's some little pencils that would be like torches and, and pitchforks, and you would have come after them. Because it wouldn't be Christmas without the known and the repetitious. And so we tell the same stories and hear the same scriptures. It's the one time a year that all clergy have to, to know how to say the word Quirinius um, because that's in Luke's gospel that he was, the, you know, he was the governor of Syria and we forget it every year and then come back again and try to, to remember how to say it right before the service. And that's the way that it's supposed to be because that's Christmas. And so we sing songs. We don't even know what they mean. Like, you know, every year I sing, uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And I, I, I demand figgy pudding. It's the only time in my life I demand figgy pudding. Never gotten it. Don't know what figgy pudding is. And, and it, the song makes a liar of me. I say, I won't leave until I get some. Always leave, never get some. And yet, there I am year after year singing it. In fact, songs that are Christmas songs that are considered new aren't new at all. Like Mariah Carey's, you know, All I Want for Christmas is You. This song we think of as a new Christmas song, and yet if it were a person, it would be so old it would have graduated grad school and have a family by now. The song that kind of drives me a little bit nuts is by the, the pop uh, stars from the UK, and it's um, 
do they know it's Christmas time at all? You likely know this song. A lot of people like this song, and, and, and certainly, you know, they're trying to draw attention, if you, if you don't know about this, to problems that are going on at that time in the 80s in Africa, and it's a, you know, true horror of what was taking place. And yet, having visited parts of the third world, it, it drives me nuts, the, the supposition that people without excess and with all the trappings that we have year in and year out for Christmas, that, that they couldn't even enjoy or contemplate Christmas. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Th this song is kind of like when you were a kid and your mom told you to eat your you know, vegetables because there were children dying in Africa. If your mom's uh, words came into being as a Christmas song, this is what it would be. And for some reason, every year, we turn on the radio and discover that Banana Rama is mad at us for some reason about what's going on in Africa. And saying that refrain over and over again, do they know it's Christmas time at all? And yet, uh, just last week, if you had turned on um, your TV to 60 Minutes, you would have seen um, what had been ground zero of what they were singing about in Ethiopia. The, the crisis there, the famines and the starvation, it was a terrible plight that the people were dealing with in the 80s. And yet 60 Minutes was detailing last Sunday night these amazing churches that were carved out of a mountain and they were done in the 1200s, and people from around Ethiopia, year in and year out, make pilgrimages there. It takes them days, some people even weeks, to go all the way to, um, to visit these churches. And they do that for Christmas. And even though they're in Ethiopia to this day, the crisis is not so bad, but they're still not gonna have, you know, a rotund elf from the Arctic propelled by you know, domesticated venison, that's not going to visit them, and yet they certainly know that it's Christmas time. The same thing in a place that's dearer to many of our hearts in Haiti. You know, this church was going to join my church in Virginia and my former church in Kansas City just this upcoming uh, January and go and, and help and do some work there uh, for those people in need. And yet because of the unrest and you know, the corruption within their government and the problems that are rife within that country, we just couldn't do it and be safe. And so we had to cancel that trip. And yet last week after we had some supplies flown in there, you know what the first thing that they did at the birthing home where we got them the necessary supplies to take care of the women who are pregnant in that area? They sang a hymn of praise. They sang Christmas carols, and they sent that back to us. Do they know it's Christmas time? Yes, Duran Duran, they do know that it's Christmas time. The question really for us is do we know what Chris Christmas means at all? See, in those parts of the world, these places that don't have everything that we just kind of take for granted as a part of Christmas, they hear the story of Christmas as uniquely, and they should, saying something to them in their plight. When they open up the, the story, they, they see these great forces that are, uh, you know, determining the fate, it seems, at one level, of this young, impoverished family 
You see Caesar Augustus saying, you know, you got to go away from your home and, you know, register to pay taxes and all of this sort of stuff. And, and at one level, you look at the story and think, well, that's where the true uh, storyline of history is taking place. And if we're not careful, we're always tempted to believe that that's the case. It's always with the Caesar Augustuses, this this man who was foolish enough to not only put his, his image on every coin, but on every single coin that went across the Roman Empire that time, it said, Caesar Augustus, the son of God, savior of the world. Does that sound familiar? And anyone that was reading you know, the headlines of the day, anyone who was looking at the world and saying, what really matters? Well, what seems to really matter was what was happening with him. And yet in some backwater portion of the Roman Empire that nobody was paying attention to, the heavens literally opened and songs of praise descended from the heavens onto impoverished shepherds that were living in the fields, if you know the story. These were not people who, you know, kind of had the hopes of a, the American dream one day for them. This was their faith, their lot, and they didn't matter at all in this world. And yet God brought them into the most important storyline that there ever was, which is that God is going to enter into this world, and for once he's not going to go just to the places where they walk on red carpets and they are bombastic and they have everything and where might makes right and all the rest, God instead went to the poor and the lowly and the neglected and the left behind, those people who never seem to have a chance and yet it is to them that the glory of God descended and then when God decided to enter into the storylines of this world, those are the storylines that he entered into first. And so again, people in impoverished places in this world, in Port-au-Prince, in the Sudan, and Ethiopia, they sing Christmas carols even though there's not near enough because they hear the story of a God who when he wanted to give his word, as John puts it, to the world, he gave it first to them. And their lot can be different because God cares for them. And all of a sudden, as this child would grow up to say, the last were for once first. And those of us who have so much are invited into their story. It's not that they don't know that it's Christmas. The question is, is do we know what Christmas means so that we can in turn share that news with others, that we can join in the heavenly choirs that are singing praise and making the world different? The coming of Jesus into this world wasn't to leave the world as it is. Isn't that great news? I mean, if you're tired of the way that the world is, Christmas is the best story that there ever could be. Because God decided to change human history from the inside out, to not just walk a mile in your shoes, but a lifetime in your skin, and to change the trajectory of human, uh, of human uh, the, the, the future from the inside out. That is what this coming of this child means. But if you're too invested in the status quo, 
if you like the way things are, well, then you really are going to hate Christmas. Because as repetitious as this story is, maybe it's overly familiar at times to us. And the scandal of this world breaking open in a new way, it may, because of its familiarity, not really get into our souls and beings. And yet, at Christmas time, we are participating in something way bigger than ourselves. A God who decided that this world and its ways was just not how it was always going to be. That what happened with Caesar Augustus was not only the, the only storyline that mattered in the world. And so God decided to turn history on its head with the coming of his son into our world. And each and every Christmas, that word that was made flesh is proclaimed in churches like this, in Southwest Virginia, in Kansas City, in Michigan, where the Pharisees are from, all across this nation, all across this world, in places like Ethiopia and Torbeck, Haiti, they do know that it's Christmas time. The question is, do we know what Christmas means? Enough to let it really get into our guts and into our bones, and more than that, get into our activity and the, the work of our hands for the very life of the world. God has decided that the world needs changing. And somewhere along the way, he, he thought that we were worthy of being a part of that story. Just like he did with the shepherds, just like he did with that impoverished couple, just like he did with those wise men, there are Gentiles that are streaming into the very story of God to outermost places that couldn't even be imagined, like Roanoke, Virginia, and Pensacola, Florida. God is bringing the entire world into the story. And it's the story of nothing less than the redemption of the world and us in it. So the question really isn't, do they know it's Christmas time at all? The question is, do we know what Christmas means at all? And will we allow that to change us enough to join in that great hymn of praise and the heavens open even above us. And we with the shepherds proclaim that yes, indeed, Christ has come. And thus we, like Mary, rest confounded that a stable, stable should display heaven's word, the world's creator, cradled there on Christmas Day and today. Amen.